Now you finally know the theme song. <laughs> after after 48 episodes. Uh, Seth, do you know what 48 divided by 6 is? 17. No, it's 8. This is our Octiversary. Oh, man. Where, where, where? Find a good song for us to, to celebrate. Uh, I don't know. There's not really a lot of songs about 8. <laughs> Isn't there? No. I ate a Big Mac. Is that, is that like a Big Mac song? I don't know that song. Okay. It's probably not a real one. Uh, there is the extended cut of ABC. Easy as one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. <laughs> uh, you could, that's on the B sides. Uh, Why did four, five, side. six? <laughs> I don't. I don't get it. <laughs> uh, for, for those who may be new to the show, uh, eight is a I magic know, number. It's a magic number for no reason at all. Uh, but we celebrate octaversaries on this show, and today is our sixth. Forty-eight episodes. Uh, that's a long time. It's a lot of episodes. It's We're long, excited about it. It's like, it's at least 48 hours of really stupid conversation. Yeah, it's probably closer to, I don't know how many, it's probably, it's a lot of hours. Yeah. So if you've listened to all of our podcasts, I'm sorry. <laughs> Just know now, instead of us wasting each other's time, we're wasting your time too. Yeah. I'm glad. Uh, I'm glad. Wasting the most time. That should be the that should be the tagline for our podcast from now on. Wasting all your time. The Soko Show. Wasting the most time. <laughs> I love it. Uh, this is, of course, the voice of Squirrel Nuts, and I'm joined, as always, by Seth Ott. Say hi. Still, that's still... I still forget. Here's the thing, Seth. I'm a man of my word, and when I make a bet, even if I lose, I stand by that. And so still are Squirrel Nuts here for I am. a couple more weeks. Yeah, yeah. At two weeks from now, we will be playing the uh, new release rectal exam. You got it right. For the month of July. <laughs> and uh, when that day comes, I will be the co-host once more yeah. uh, for the month of July. I've been studying. Uh, you're not going to get anything by me. I'll tell you that right now. Of course I have. What comes out next month? There's pride on the line. Uh, there's a couple movies. I, so, I, I can already tell you that because you know one movie that's coming out for sure. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm not going to put that one on there. Well, that's pretty fucking cheap, isn't it? <laughs> I thought you said you were. It was going to be fair all the time. And it, it is going to be popular movies that I've heard of. Yeah, but you know everything about Mission Impossible, so uh, it's not you're, fair. You're a dickhead. <laughs> that's what I say. A uh, lot of fun stuff to talk about on the show. A uh, lot of E3 news, of course. Electronic Entertainment Ep- Expo. I don't know how you. What is E3? That's correct. <laughs> Electronic Entertainment Expo uh, was this past week. So a uh, lot of gaming news. Uh, of course, the finals in the NHL and NBA have wrapped up, so we'll talk a little bit about that. Um, lots of movie news, as always, uh, and and some TV stuff, I'm sure, because um, Seth is continuing to watch all the TV that there is. Before we jump into the show, though, uh, as you may know, if you've been listening lately, uh, Iron Sheik wasn't really stepping up for us for a couple weeks in a row, so we decided to put him on probation. And now, anytime uh, the Iron Sheik doesn't give us a good chic tweet of the week, then we go to Gary Busey craziness instead. Uh, and and this is the first week of that. Seth, tell the folks at home, are we going to have the chic this week or are we going to have Gary Busey? I don't know. Play the music. All right. Here's the drop. I call you a punk. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The Sheik is back. Uh, I think he knew we put him on blast because he has been coming in hot. He's got some great shit for us this week. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll give you two, actually, because he's, you know, he's just going crazy this week. The first one, I am beautiful, fuckface. Hashtag, <laughs> hashtag Monday motivation. <laughs> and then the second one, 
I Hopper, I Hodge, International House of Jabronis. <laughs> oh, the Sheik, of course, referencing International House of Burgers. Burgers, which is not what anybody saw coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, the internet was aflame with, um, of course, it's going to be International House of Breakfast. But let's rewind this story back. If you don't know, IHOP is the International House of Pancakes. It's a restaurant. Um, and they recently decided to flip the P upside down, so it's IHOP. And I flip my P upside down every morning. Get up. Get out of here. <laughs> um, and they they decided to keep a secret what the B stood for. And, of course, the internet was like... i tell you what like, the B stands for. Get the fuck... Get away here. He's, turn your mic off. <laughs> they wouldn't tell anyone what the B stood for. And the internet was like, well, of course it's breakfast. Duh. That just makes the most sense. Well, fucking plot twist... They came out the other day, and it's International House of Burgers. Burgers. They're going to start making good burgers. Burgers. Right? Now, you've, have you, you've not been to IHOP. Never once been to IHOP. That is... Uh, not even for pancakes. That is... Well, they do get good cakes and even better syrup. <laughs> um, and if... We should go over there. There's one right near our house. That's we can go true. beat them cakes up. But I, and, and now we can get tasty burgers. I yeah, guess. what if... I'm going to get pancakes and burgers just because I'm American. Maybe they'll have a burger... A pancake burger. I do enjoy the McGriddle from McDonald's, so... There I mean, you go. Maybe. I like a pancake burger. Uh, if you don't know, a pancake burger is a pancake sandwich between two pancakes. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. We got over to IHOP, but where we started, of course, was in Chic Tweets. I call you a punk. Don't forget, folks, audibletrial.com slash SoCo. That's where you can go to get your first 30 days of Audible and your first... Book credit for free. Free! Get out there and check out millions and millions of uh, great audiobooks and just all sorts of good shit on there. You can spend hours and hours. When you're done wasting your time with us, scoot on over there and waste your time with a good book. Scoot. <laughs> how, how long has it been since you scooted? Uh, <laughs> I have no clue. I walked I walked through the, the sporting goods aisle and saw a Razor scooter and was just shocked they still sold them. It has been tragically recent since my last scoot. Um, recent yeah it's as a a man in his 20s I should not have scooted but I I did I did skeet Uh, I skate I skate scat I scoot skate I scote I scote more recently than I want to admit Um, what were we talking about audible yeah Uh, (laughs) audibletrial.com slash soco Uh, once again that's your first 30 days and your first book credit for free free let's get into the show and uh, let's start this week. Hold with... on a second. Oh, yeah. Jesus We can't get into the show. Because we got a game to play. <laughs> we do. Rip tone, dirty pawn. Rip tone, a dirty pawn. Is it rip torn? <laughs> or is it dirty ass porn? All right. Rip tone and dirty porn. So far, you're perfect. <clears throat> it just in that. That's it. No. Um, my mom says I'm perfect. Again, you're just perfect in that. So, <laughs> so let's make it three for three. What do you got for me? All right, rip torn or dirty porn? Luke Hardy. Ah, Luke Hardy's a tricky one. Uh, for the folks at home who may be listening for the first time, Luke Hardy is either the name of a character played in a movie by the actor Rip Torn, or the name of a character or porn star in adult films. We're talking about Luke Hardy here. See, let me walk you through my thought process here. Hardy sounds a lot like a hard dick. It's true. <laughs> okay, so it could very well be a porn star's name. Luke Hardy, though. Hmm. It doesn't seem like an obvious enough porn name. 
Porn names are usually more obvious. I think this is a rip torn rule. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck! <laughs> Luke Hardy's a porn star? Luke Hardy is definitely a porn star. Damn it, I should have um, Hold on a second, let me go back to it. <laughs> let's, uh, let's hear a couple of the roles that uh, world-renowned actor Luke Hardy has, uh, has been in. <laughs> I know, I have to go back to fucking browsers. I hope a plane hits Soko Show Studios right now. Shout out to Mike V for our official sign. Um, I hope a plane hits Soko Show Studios right now, and that's they find us here, sitting across the room from each other with headphones on, and you have brazzers on your <laughs> on your cell phone. Well, here's here's one of the pictures for it. Can you see it? I can't. Not really. It's uh, well, it's the, the movie. It's called Take Your Teen to Work Day. Uh oh. And it's definitely his teen or a teen of some kind, given just a nice meaty blowjob. Oh, geez, whole mouthful of that hardy, huh? <clears throat> but here's here's a few. According to browsers, he's been in six movies. Uh, so I already said, take your teen to work day. Uh, <laughs> sex fighter, Vega gets vagina. Okay. For Vega, the pl- of course, of Street Fighter fame. There you go. For the players, that's not very creative. The Mathletes Part 3. Ah, I was a mathlete. Uh, League of Porn Stars, a triple X parody. Okay. And finally, Home Sweet Ho. Home Sweet Ho. That's a classic. I don't know yeah. if you've seen that one, but really underappreciated. Uh, Luke Hardy, the subject of this week's game of Rip Torn or Dirty Porn. First time I've lost that game. I'm not psyched about it. I was yeah. really proud of my perfect record. Yeah, well, some things are just meant to die. Yeah, well, let's get into uh, another thing I was wrong about. Uh, we got to talk some sports. Sports! And boom goes the dynamite. Well, Seth, they got swept. <laughs> uh, I definitely thought that LeBron and the Cavs would get a game. Uh, of course, we talked last week about the tragic ending to Game 1. Uh, Warriors closed out the sweep over the weekend. Uh, they're your NBA champs again. Um, yeah. I don't know. What Ooh. do you think? What do you, what'd you see or not see out of the Cavs? I mean, was this... was this? Let me ask you this. Was this a case of the Warriors being too damn good or the Cavs not showing up? I think it, the Warriors... I mean, the Cavs... It was just LeBron, honestly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and... Well, he broke his hand too, apparently, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, I mean it's it's the cat it's it's LeBron versus four All Stars. I mean that's it's that's damn near impossible for him to win yeah. um, that that game. So just for them even getting there is is quite a, an accomplishment. But I did not expect the Cavs to even win a game, to be honest. Yeah, uh, you and a lot of other people were expecting the sweep. What I thought was really demoralizing about this series was in Game 1 and in Game 3, the Cavs played as good as the Cavs, I think, are capable of playing. Mm -hmm. LeBron was stellar in both those games, and the supporting cast was also very good. But in both of those games, the Warriors were just better and found a way to make to make it happen and that was really demoralizing i think by the end of game four a lot of the players were quitting which i understand you know they knew they were getting swept so um very impressive though what lebron was able to do for games two three and four with a broken hand Mm -hmm. Uh, i'm I'm sure more will eventually come out about that it's still you know not a lot of people are really talking about it yet but um yeah dude breaks his hand and still averages 30 a game after that so it's hard to it's hard to fault lebron's effort um he just really didn't have they didn't have the team around him, and the war. People don't talk about this enough. The Warriors are a fucking good team. Mm-hmm. Um, they're probably they're one of the top, probably three or four teams ever in the NBA. They've won three out of four championships the last four years. Um, this is I. 
I think this is warrior greatness and not a LeBron failure. Would you agree? Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Uh, but now the story becomes, where does LeBron go? And, and that it, is heating up fast. Yeah, so they've already released Vegas odds. So, I, actually, let's, let's play a little game, another little game out of it. Okay. Out of... So where is LeBron going? Yeah, so what would you, what would you say, just off, offhand, where, what were the top three teams in terms of betting odds right now? So I've been paying, uh, I've been paying some attention to this, and I would say... Um, I would say the top three are the Lakers, the Rockets, and Philadelphia. So yeah, you're technically right. So the the betting odds currently, um, and you got it in order essentially: uh, Lakers at two to one odds, Rockets at eleven to fifteen odds, and then the Cavs and Sixers are both have seven to two odds. Oh, they think the Cavs are going to keep them. Yeah. Well, then they would bring a new. New free agents. Wherever yeah. he goes, I think he will. If it's not the Sixers, mm-hmm. uh, actually, you know what? No, the Sixers have enough of a team. They just add LeBron. They're great. Uh, the Houston has enough of a team. They add LeBron. They're great. The Lakers. It would need a lot of shit. Would need to fall into place. The rumors. Paul George. Paul George going over there yeah. too. Yeah, it, it would need to be another. Someone would also need to meet him there because mm-hmm. they don't have a team there yet. Right. So that would be interesting. I would. I. Th- I would like seeing LeBron in L.A. I think it would just be a cool. Yeah. Just be cool. I love. A, I love the Lakers. I always have. Um, and they haven't been good for a while. Of course, they would be good with LeBron. I just. I just think that'd be a nice. It'd be cool. It'd just be a cool thing. Be interesting. Yeah. yeah the, the only other ones that are kind of close uh, in terms of betting odds: the Celtics ten to one and the Spurs twelve to one. I forgot about the Spurs. Yeah. See, now they're going to have a hard time with Kawhi Leonard. Yep. And and there's a lot of stuff going on around whether or not he'll be um, with the Spurs. He could potentially be another one of those free agents that's going to go off and meet LeBron some more. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Can you imagine him? Can you imagine LeBron, Paul George, and Kawhi on a team? I, I've heard some speculation that that might be what they're going for. That'd be pretty sweet. That would that would be a good team. Uh, that would that would be a really good team. Tough to defend. Um, of course, it's going to be a long summer. Uh, it's it's going to be a few weeks before LeBron is able to make any decision. I imagine it will be deep into the summer before he does anything. Um, but uh, we'll have we'll have all the latest as, as things come up. But we won't inundate you with LeBron talk today. Uh, instead, let's jump over to the NHL. Seth, we got a new Stanley Cup champion. We did the the uh, Washington Capitals uh, pulled out what I suspected that they would they would win the rest of their games. Yep. <laughs> so yeah, just watching those games, seeing how the, the Capitals were compared to the Knights, uh, just in terms of intensity and and just kind of how, how they're overpowering the Knights through the last through those last four games that they that they won in a row. Uh, I, I figured it. So it was cool to see. I mean, obviously I wanted to see the Golden Knights take it take it home and, and have a nice Cinderella ending, but it was also cool to see Ovechkin get it mm-hmm. finally because he's, you know, he's a veteran, always been one of the best players in the world, and, and he was definitely – after all that, you know, all the money he's made and all the accolades he's gotten, that's you could tell that like, that meant probably the most to him out oh, of no anything. Doubt. So he was he's super happy. He's been been doing the the late night shows and he uh, he's been doing a lot of stuff online. He he uh, has been chugging out of the the, the cup and <laughs> he's been like he was in D.C. in like a fountain, just like hugging fans and stuff. Like a like a, a water fountain, just like all fucking soaking wet, hugging fans. <laughs> it's been like five days. I don't think he's been sober yet. Probably, probably not. He's all over the internet, just fucking raging. And I, of course, why wouldn't you? I right. love it. I think right. you should party. And like you said, a longtime vet, really respected player in the NHL. Really mm-hmm. good to see him. You know, um, late in his career, finally get that, finally get the cup. Yep. 
Real, 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 real briefly, uh, just a touch of NFL news here. Um, you know, still early in the summer, uh, some of the mini camps have started up and things like that. Some of the players are starting to get out in shorts. Uh, one of those players in Indianapolis, Andrew Luck, yeah, throwing some footballs. Uh, the report is that he will not be limited when training camp begins. How excited are you to see Andrew Luck back on the field again? I mean, obviously, he he makes the Colts. A, a competitive team mm-hmm. just by seeing it so it's and and he's i think when he's healthy and he's he's out there he's one of the probably top five quarterbacks in the league mm-hmm. honestly just in terms of his throwing talent and his, his arm strength and and decision making and all that so uh, i think football's better when he's on the field because you get to see an elite quarterback who can just win games you yep. know and it's just a matter of him being healthy and having Having uh, protection around him in terms of linemen, uh, I know he's lost a couple of receivers too, so he's pretty thin at receiving core right now. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll see how the season goes. Uh, um, I, I'm excited to see him back out there, though. Yeah, that team is garbage, but it's workable with luck. Uh, I, I agree with you. He's one of the guys that truly does make the NFL better when he's playing. Um, more competitive, right up there with your Rogers and your Brady and your Roethlisberger and your Breeze. Um, guys that just you want to see out there every week um, because they're among the best. So uh, we're we're definitely hopeful that Luck is able to start week one. Uh, even though he's, he plays for a shit team, um, it'll still be exciting to have him out there. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, of course, more to come on training camps as, as they continue to get underway. Um, and uh, as the season draws closer, we'll be uh, making our predictions over the summer for what we think is going to happen this season. Uh, spoiler alert, the Rams are going to win it all. <laughs> um, but uh, we'll get into all the all the details uh, once again as as the season draws closer here. But for now, uh, like we said at the top, lot of E three news. Let's talk video games. Video games. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Indeed, lots of press conferences over the weekend. Uh, you had EA, uh, you had Bethesda, of course, uh, Sony, Xbox, and Nintendo all having their big E three coverage. Uh, where where the fuck should we start? We'll just kind of go in order. Go go ahead with the Xbox. Okay. So Sunday afternoon, uh, Seth, you and I watched the Xbox E3 briefing. Uh, I thought it was a pretty good show. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of uh, fun games that people were excited to see. Um, they No new hardware, which was a welcome, you know, something we've been thinking about for a while, talked about on the show. Considering their press conference last year was all hardware. Yeah. Yeah. The One X kind of took over everything last year. But this year was all about the games, which is welcome. Um, all sorts of new shit coming out. Of course, uh, new addition to the Halo series, Halo Infinity. Halo! <laughs> uh, they started the show with that. Uh, we got some Battlefield 5 footage, uh, Fallout 76, which was covered in detail at the Bethesda concert, or Bethesda concert, the Bethesda conference. Um, but they also made an appearance at the Xbox conference. Uh, Gears of War 5 was announced. People are really fucking psyched about that. And uh, one of the games that I've been talking about since we started the show, uh, We Happy Few, has a new release date of August uh, August 9th, sometime in August. And so uh, I'm really excited to check that one out. Uh, there were some other things um, uh, mentioned on Xbox that, that didn't hit uh, my radar. Uh, let me see if I scroll through here what I may have missed. Uh, of course, Forza. There's always fucking more Forza. Um, the Division 2. Tom Clancy's The Division 2. Now, this is not a Xbox exclusive or anything. No. Uh, no. And, and, Seth, you played The Division 1, actually, for PlayStation. Mm-hmm. Uh, is this one... I don't, I don't remember what you thought of The Division, but are you looking forward to picking up the sequel, which will be set in D.C. this time? I, I won't I won't play the sequel. Uh, I, I enjoyed what I played of the first game, but there's so much 
<laughs> to it, like it never felt like you were really doing it. Like you were doing things, but you never felt like you were accomplishing anything. You sure. know, because there's just so much to do, and and you know it's all the online crap going on and stuff too. So. Uh, it's really one of those games that kind of like Destiny, where you want to have some buds mm-hmm. and uh, find some friends too, and then play the game. <laughs> there you go. Uh, one of the other exciting things to come out of the conference: Devil May Cry Five. Uh, it's been like twelve years since Devil May Cry Four. Mm-hmm. Really, really popular kind of cult game. Almost a lot of people really love Devil May Cry um, as a series. The fifth one's coming out. This is a very visually appealing action beat 'em up kind of. Uh, shooting, killing, a lot of just crazy shit. Uh, I've never played Devil May Cry. I, I know you haven't, but I, I, I was really excited by the trailer that I saw. I might try to I might try to check this one out maybe as a rental or on Xbox Game Pass, uh, which I'll talk about in just a second. But um, so a couple of the other things. <laughs> Battletoads. 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 Uh, very popular old, old arcade game. Uh, one, of, one of the really difficult arcade games is kind of its reputation. Um... We don't know anything about it other than it's happening, um, but uh, it, it's going to be available on Xbox. Uh, I don't know. What's what's your connection to Battletoads? Did you play it? I didn't play it much as a kid, but I think you might have more of a connection with it than I have. Are you are you psyched to see some fucking Battletoads? Yeah, I think it's cool. I, I mean, I won't get to play it because it's on Xbox, but I did play it a decent amount when I was a kid. Uh, I can't find it now because it's so fucking expensive for Super Nintendo. Oh, yeah. But... Uh, yeah, I, I think it's cool. Uh, the the Battletoads are, are fun little arcade games, so if they can kind of capture that same sort of vibe and, and tone, I think it'd be a fun, like, downloadable game. We also had uh, Jump Force, which is a just a big mashup of a lot of kind of anime, uh, famous anime shit like Naruto and Dragon Ball Z, but it's set in kind of a realistic city. Um, I'm not really into the... To the um, the anime very much, uh, but I did like Dragon Ball Z as a kid. So uh, this one is another cool one. Probably not something I check out. I doubt something that you're going to want to check out either. But yeah, I don't care. Um, interesting, interesting idea to kind of mash up all those different anime. Um, I think the highlight for a lot of people was a uh, sort of a trailer for this new game, Cyberpunk. And uh, Cyberpunk is set in like a very futuristic city um, where you are, I don't know what you are, some sort of action guy, and you're running around the city shooting shit and blowing shit up and killing people and doing whatever but it's just a really visually awesome looking game that a lot of people have been really excited for for a while so we finally got a trailer for that it looks pretty tight um i i i don't know a lot about it i don't know enough about it to to really get excited um but they did close the show with it and it was um it was uh people people were excited at least at the show i don't do you know more about cyberpunk than i do it's it's not really been on my radar no i don't really know anything about it to be honest yeah i just know that the panels before the e3 coverage were really excited about it so i don't know we'll see maybe more will come out in the coming months and we'll be able to get more excited for it like uh like some other folks are um uh, let's see the other thing that was uh, kind of interesting about the xbox conference was they talked a lot about xbox game pass and a lot of you guys may not know what that is. Um, basically, it's like Netflix for video games. So if you have Xbox, you can get Game Pass. I think it's only $10 a month. And you have access to a giant-ass library of games that you can install and stream as part of your subscription. Um, and every month, new games are coming on Game Pass and coming off. Uh, it's, it's a really cool service if you like to play a lot of different games. Um, and it would save you a lot of money in the long run, uh, rather than having to buy a bunch of games individually. Um, But this isn't a commercial for that. Um, But what was exciting 
about E3 was that they announced all all Microsoft Studios games will be available at launch on Xbox Game Pass. So if you're just paying that $10 a month, you can play Gears at Red as soon as it comes out. You can play Halo as soon as it comes out. Um, a lot of the big major um, uh, exclusives for Xbox coming out on Game Pass. Um, so that's an exciting thing. If, if you So if you have an Xbox, just check out Game Pass. It's not something for me because I don't play a lot of different games, um, but something that I think a lot of people would like. Uh, but they do have a lot of subscribers already. I do know uh, PlayStation has a similar... Um, I think it's PlayStation Now. Mm-hmm. So um, I think that's a decent segue into uh, what we saw at the Sony press conference last night. Yeah, there's no PlayStation Now news, so bad segue. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, wait, uh, uh, the Sony PlayStation also has video games on it. Why don't you tell us about that, Seth? <laughs> it is also a console. No, um, so yeah, the, the we talked a few weeks back about how the conference was going to be different than what you've seen in the past, mm-hmm. how they were going to focus more on kind of like their four major games coming out here in the new feature and then kind of sprinkle in a few things and, and really not be a, a press conference, just kind of, you know, watching a bunch of games. And that's really what it ended up being uh, kind of started off in this, in this church looking thing. And uh, of course, you know, there's like the candles up and everything and the, the Sony president uh, for their games uh, comes out, talks for a bit. And, and then he, it, it, this guy starts playing a banjo on stage. I'm like, well, this is weird. And then it goes on for an uncomfortable, long, uncomfortably long time. It was like three and a half minutes of this guy playing banjo. And he gets up, walks out, walks out, and then it goes into Last of Us 2, which was really cool, though, because they, when it went into the, the video of Last of Us 2, it was the same thing that everyone was sitting in. So it was the same church, like same setup and everything. So that was oh, kind of, cool. that was pretty cool. Um, so we got, got a, probably about 10 to 15 minutes of, of last of us, uh, gameplay and cutscenes. Uh, it seems like Ellie, the main from the, the, the girl from the game, uh, growing up now, it looks like she's probably in her twenties, I would assume. Uh, and, uh, no, no sign of Joel, uh, who is the main guy in the first one in, in this so far. Uh, so that, that is kind of interesting, but we got to see some gameplay. It looks like you'll be playing from the perspective of Ellie, kind of like you did in the DLC for last of us. And uh, it's pretty brutal. She she's out, she clearly knows what she's doing. She's very good at fighting in this and and uh, kind of surviving. And and there's definitely some brutal moments in it. I uh, didn't see any uh, clickers or zombies or anything either. I just remember that it's all it was all fighting the 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 rival clan type thing. So um, I don't know. It, it looked great though. It, the graphics looked completely just unreal. I mean, in terms of how great they looked, uh, it looked it. it it looked even better than Uncharted did. So, I mean, Naughty Dog does a really good job of just each time they have a game come out, they bump it up, you mm-hmm. know, another notch. So I'm very, very excited for that game. So that was that was about the first half hour of the show. Then they made everyone leave uh, that place and walk to kind of more of a traditional, uh, like, theater venue. In between then, they kind of talked uh, about some games with a panel. Uh, they announced the, uh, like, Call of Duty is going to have some some classic maps from black ops on on this new game and that black ops 3 is free for playstation plus owners right now so for anyone who has playstation plus and doesn't have black ops 3 you can pick that up and then they announced uh the new destiny expansion destiny forsaken comes out to september 4th on playstation i'm assuming it'll come out shortly after on on xbox sometime so that uh yeah i know i know you're a big destiny fan is that something you're excited about yeah i i I do really like destiny 
I am behind on the original, so I probably won't get this DLC at launch. Um, typically, I, I try to I I stay behind Destiny by about six months because then they drop the price of the DLC or make it free. Um, so I probably won't pick this up at launch, but I did see a little bit of footage from it, and it looks cool. Yeah, the the uh, trailer looked pretty gritty. It's pretty mm-hmm. grimy, so it was cool. So we we come back into the the theater, and there's like a a background on screen of like a flower a flowery field, and there's a man playing one of those wood flute things that in like a gay. A gay, a gee, <laughs> a gay. <laughs> so the guy, the gay guy, was playing a wood flute. No, he's not gay. He's straight. But uh, well, did you? Did he say he was straight? So I, uh, are you assuming his sexuality? I guess. Oh, I mean, he was blown on this long wooden tube. So the Soko show is woke. Okay, you can't be making us look ignorant with this kind of shit, Seth. I'm staying asleep. Squirrel nuts will not stand for this. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, so, so this guy's playing. A wood, a, a wood flute thing. No, it's not like a recorder. It's like one of those like... It, like a fife? He, sure, I don't know. I don't know. He's playing a woodwind instrument. Yeah, I tried moving on, on from it. Can you move on from this? <laughs> Christ, I'm trying to get to the next topic. So it goes into gameplay of a game that was announced last year. It's just kind of a small trailer. A game called Ghosts of Shushima. Shushima? I can't say it. It's spelled T-S-U-S-H-I-M-A. Shushima? I think, yeah, that was good. I, I think I got it. Um, so this is a, a game made by the Sucker Punch team who made you remember the game that was called you remember it yesterday i think uh sucker punch made uh, the infamous games on playstation i love those games also so, sly cooper yeah they're 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 a pretty decently big <clears throat> pretty decently big studio uh but they're, they're so they're making this ghost of shishima game and uh it is it's i mean uh, talking about kind of how, how they set up the the whole presentation it, it's uh like a samurai game so, you know, they're wearing those traditional samurai costumes. Um, but the gameplay is really cool. So it's it, it's a third person kind of almost below the guy. And the the overall like aesthetic of the game is gorgeous. The it's not like it's it's a real looking game, but it's not like too real. Sure. Um it's very colorful in terms of like th- there was like these red leaves. It was like a very deep red leaves that were kind of flying everywhere and you saw like the there's flowers and like the grass and it just looks it looks really really good um and then the gameplay looks pretty sweet uh it seems like there's gonna be a lot of countering and it's very focused on like the swords the sword the sword play so there's a lot of countering uh, a lot of kind of like taking your moment to attack and the, the, you also have some additional weapons i think there was like a like another little mini knife that you could use. And I think there was a shield of some kind, but uh, if you have a chance to check out the gameplay footage, definitely check it out. It, it looks really, it looks really cool. So a game that I was interested in and now I'm much more excited for uh, coming up. I did. I don't think they gave a release date, but definitely check that out. I, I, I got a peek at this and it looks pretty fucking cool. Um, yeah. Just brutal shit. Uh, when you're hacking guys up, we'll, we'll make sure to link, we'll link to all this E3 stuff and a couple articles down uh, in the description box. So make sure you check those out. But yeah, definitely you want to look at, um, at uh, Ghosts of Tsushima. So then got a couple of smaller announcements that happened. The thing that the that people got l- the loudest for was they announced the uh, Resident Evil 2 is going to have a remaster. Whoa. And it's going to uh, have like the third person style. So it's not the top down like it has been in the past. It's going to be like Resident Evil 4 and 5 oh, type style. So That is different. That it's different. It's completely revamped gra- graphics, obviously. So it looks it looks good. Uh, everyone, of course, is excited for Leon. People love that guy. So, um, yeah, the the crowd actually got really really excited for that because that was that was a surprise. And then actually, the thing I'm probably most intrigued about after seeing the conference is this game called Control, 
It's made by the same studio that made the game Quantum Break. I don't know if you remember that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sean Astin was in it. Or no, not Sean Astin. Sean Ashmore. Sean Ashmore. Or yeah. Aaron Ashmore. One of yeah. the Ashmore boys. One of the, one of the Ashes. Um, so it's uh, this game. The premise, they didn't give a whole lot, but it seems to be the premise is that this girl uh, is in some sort of, she's either, I think she's in dreams of some kind. And she's able to control time and like uh, able to like throw things almost like the force uh, through in the stream. She also has like this gun that she that changes shape. Um, it looks really trippy, but really interesting. And so I'm excited to see more about that. The gameplay looks pretty cool. So it reminded me of like a Force Awakens almost, or not Force Awakens, Force Unleashed. Almost. Okay, yeah, yeah. But not as like no no lightsabers, obviously, <laughs> but more focus on gunplay and stuff. So no lightsabers that you saw. That's true. Maybe she can counter one in the stream. And then we went into the Death Stranding gameplay uh which is that <laughs> game by kojima uh, that they've kind of announced they announced a couple of years ago i think now or at least it was at first it was silent hills and then they kind of changed it into to death stranding St- is, this, is it the one that pt was no no kojima made pt okay but then it, then they never made the game and there's all that stuff and the norman radius is going to be in the silent hills remake and then they canceled that and norman radius did this instead okay so the <laughs> I don't even know what to say about it, honestly. It, <laughs> they showed like footage and they showed gameplay and showed cutscenes, and it's really, really weird. Um, <laughs> there, there's like, there's like this baby of some kind that at one point in the trailer is in like Norman Reedus's ear, but then he also has it in like this contraption outside of his body that's in like this yellow goo stuff, and he uses it to to power up this light that can see like these shadow things that apparently are monsters or old or beings of some kind. Apparently Norman Reedus can't die either. Like when he dies, he comes back, but in a different time and place. And <laughs> there's this woman who is trying to help him out. Uh, there's Matt Mads Mickelson is also going to be in this game. Okay. Like him. <laughs> I, like <laughs> that's the best I can do to describe it because I have no fucking clue what's no, going no, on. You, you actually are doing a good job. I think the folks at home are going to think you're an idiot, but you're you're <laughs> perfectly describing it. Like that's how it's the it's the game that's fucked up. It's not set. <laughs> <laughs> it's really weird. It's really fucking weird. Um, but it looks like it's going to have a horror vibe. But it also like kind of looks cool because there's going to be a lot of exploration. It looks like uh, oh jeez. It looks like uh, find all the shit. Yeah, you got to find all the shit. It looks like. Uh, Norman Reedus is like an astronaut of some kind. So it almost looked like the Martian kind of in that way. Oh, okay. So he was like carrying it. He's like throughout the trailer, like there's more shit being put on his back and he looks like it's pretty like light. He's kind of moving it around a lot. So I don't know. I I don't know. <laughs> sure. <laughs> and then finally, uh, they close out the show with some Spider-Man. Yeah. <laughs> which comes out only in a couple months here. So. So yeah, we got some Spider-Man footage. They finally showed an extended gameplay uh, trailer. Uh, this took place on the raft, which is like the the uh, villain prison, and it was in uh, Civil War. Uh, I, I don't know if it's traditionally just like a Spider-Man prison. Oh, or... it's all, all of Marvel uses it. Actually, it, they showed it in uh, Civil War. I just said that. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, then you know it's not just Spider-Man. Well, I don't know if maybe the that Marvel took it. To use just for... No, I, I think it's always been okay. for, for several villains. Anyways. But yeah, so speaking of several villains, several villains, there was like seven of them in this thing. So there was... Uh, in this trailer, they showed uh, Electro, Scorpion, Rhino, uh, 
my penis. No. <laughs> it was a short trailer. <laughs> no, there's there was a bunch. I I don't even remember half of them anymore. A lot of classic Spidey. Yeah. Games. So um, they showed that. They showed some gameplay. You know, kind of some quick timey type stuff. Um, Maybe, yeah, not really. I guess there wasn't any quick time button pressing, but a lot of like shit's falling out. You got to move out of the way real quick, that type of stuff. Sure. But then, and then we also got after the show, uh, they, they showed uh, an actual just like, you know, you're dropped in the middle of the game gameplay, you know, when you're kind of like finding objectives and like side missions and stuff. And that's where you really got to see the the web slinging and going around the city and how the city looked, and that looked incredible. Uh, the web slinging definitely looks a return to form to Spider Man Two, and and honestly, a few additional. Uh, there's of course new animations and new ways to swing and all that stuff. So that looks really cool. The city itself is absolutely gorgeous, flying around that. So that looked exciting. the The gameplay looks a lot like Arkham. But kind of even more so, uh, adding in like the web stuff and Spidey Sense and the environments. I think it's gonna be it's gonna be easy for anyone to pick up. But like, the more you learn and play, the more you can master it and like make it look really cool. Mm-hmm. So, very excited for that game. That looks that looks really really good uh, in terms of just the 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 whole package. Honestly, the the combat, the the graphics, the. The, the like the voice acting is great with the new Spider-Man kind of talking and being all quippy and stuff. So I'm very excited for it. I'm going to buy it before you can, um, or we'll just buy two copies, <laughs> and I'm going to play it on your PlayStation. So that that's that's a lot of E3 stuff. Uh, was there anything that stood out to you as your number one favorite thing from E3? I I mean I'm a I'm a huge homer for Last of Us. So mm-hmm. I mean that that I'm very very excited. That's the game I'm most excited for, uh, just at, as a whole. Because uh, that the the way they t- the way Naughty Dog tells stories in general is pretty awesome, but the way they told Last of Us was such a just a, a heavy hitter, and I think they're going to be able to do it again with this one just from seeing what I've seen so far. But if the the thing the the thing I've, I'm most intrigued about is definitely that control game. That mm-hmm. game looks it looks really cool. I think it could be really fun and kind of have an interesting almost like an Inception vibe to it. So it could be a hit. Um, uh, uh, Honorable mentions to Anthem, which I'm excited for. We mm. didn't talk about that, but EA had the, had it as part of their conference. Um, of course, Halo, I'm, I'm very excited for. But it was really just a tease. It's still definitely a long ways off. Uh, my favorite thing from E3 is getting the release date for We Happy Few. Uh, mm. Like I said, I've been waiting for this. Two years ago, it premiered at E3, and it's been a, a hell of a time getting it made. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it's finally going to come out, and I'm going to be getting that day one. It just looks like a really interesting and fun game. Uh, if you don't know about We Happy Few, I'll, I'll save you some time here for the folks that have listened to the show, but uh, it'll be amongst the links uh, that we post down below in the description box. And, of course, we can't get to everything E3, so give it a quick Google. Uh, check out the links we'll put in the box and, and take a look at all of the cool things that came out of out of E3. A lot of Fallout 76 coverage, um, a new Doom game from Bethesda, as well as uh, a new Wolfenstein. So there's so much, so much shit going on. Um, you have to do a little searching for yourself. We can't give it all to you. Well, real quick, we figure we talk about some Nintendo. Yeah, we better. Yeah. I forgot there was a third console. There was a third console. <laughs> And we, we own it. <laughs> it's true. Uh, just a couple quick hitters on that. So obviously the big thing we've been, the reason we bought a Switch for is Super, Super Smash Bros. Uh, they announced that uh, really that it's a new, brand new game. A lot of people are speculating it was going to be a port and maybe come out this summer. Uh, instead, it's a an entirely new game. Uh, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate comes out December 7th. 
and it has every single playable character from all of the Super Smash Bros. <laughs> included into this. So, and I think some new ones are also adding uh, with feature announcements. So, uh, quite a few characters. It looks. Uh, I mean, it looks like Super Smash Bros. Um, not much you can do differently with that formula, but uh, definitely interesting that they're going to be going for that ambitious amount of people. Yeah, get yourself a Switch before December 7th so you can check this one out. Honestly, I don't give a shit about all the characters as long as Captain Falcon is going to be there. I will Falcon Punch fucking everybody. I don't care what game they're from. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, December 7th. Something I thought was kind of funny. A lot of people love to play, and honestly myself included, love to play uh, Smash Bros. with the GameCube controller. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason, it's just better configuration for for the Smash Bros. And so they are... You can play this 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 one with the GameCube controller. Okay. Um, they're selling an adapter uh, for twenty bucks. Oh, so like an original GameCube? Yeah. I thought you were going to say they were making a a remodel of it. No, a, a OG GameCube controller. Yep. Dust that bitch off again. Get an adapter. <laughs> yep. So they announced that today as well. And then uh, another bit of Mario news: they announced Super Mario Party for yeah. Switch uh, October October of this year. I think it's like October 4th or 8th. Oh, we got to get Mario Party, man. So yeah, it'd definitely be fun to play kind of a fun drinking game, Yeah, Mario Party. So that's exciting. Um, we'll have to check that out. Uh, I, the thing I was most disappointed about is I didn't get any more No More, no more, yeah, no more Heroes news, the the, the Travis Strikes Again game, uh, which is the, would have been... Uh, so I've been reading more about it, actually. It's not actually the third No More, no more Heroes game. Uh, it's like kind of a mini experiment type of thing Suda51's doing who's the developer but he says if it does well he'll actually make a full No, no More Heroes third game I guess so okay but we didn't get any other news other than kind of that chatter so No More Heroes if you're not familiar a uh, really popular game from the Wii uh, where you could use the Wiimote to, uh, to also wield also came on PlayStation right? Did yeah. it come out on play? I didn't know that. Yep. I just remember having a you get to wield the sword on PlayStation right? Yeah it was the, the Wii or on, on Wii Yep um, yeah it came out on Wii initially and uh, yeah you, you got to whip around your fucking Wiimote uh, which I was I loved that game I had <laughs> so much fun with that game and, and just like being able to sit there with the thing and you know back and forth with it uh, and then I played No More Heroes <laughs> <laughs> very important to not forget uh, Nintendo the little bro of the gaming world uh, of course there was some other news and stuff well. I don't really I mean the, it seemed like the biggest thing was Smash Bros. So yeah, people are pretty jazzed up about that. Long wait though. We still got about six months mm-hmm. before we can get to Smash Brothers. So um, warm your thumbs up because I'm coming for that ass when it when it comes out. Well, that's about all the E3 news I can handle. Let's get over and talk a little TV. That's what she said. TV. Do you have a corner for us? I do. There will be a TV corner, but a first, mini corner. A mini corner. A mini TV corner. But first, we got for news. Got a couple pieces, a couple of renewals, and then a release date got announced. Uh, so a couple of season threes got announced this week. Ooh. One I'm very, very happy about and one I'm very, very disappointed about. Oh, yeah. Um, the first one that I'm very, very happy about is Atlanta season three is, was announced. Uh, Donald Glover actually came out and talked a little bit about it, too, and said that this season, uh, this next season three is going to be a little bit more, it, it sounds like kind of accessible is what he said. Okay. So maybe kind of more mainstream which uh we'll see <laughs> I, I don't know how that's going to turn out well accessible to donald glover does not mean accessible to the rest of us yeah that's true so he kind of he even mentioned kanye talking about it too kind of how kanye maybe like a kanye theme to it so i could see them having a kanye spoof character yeah, it so. would work really well with the show so yeah uh very excited about that i would watch anything he does 
probably the most duh renewal I've heard in a long yeah. time, but still, still good news. I don't know how much people watch it, though, is the thing, because it's on at, like, on Wednesdays at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. So it's not, and it's it has, you know, all the swearing and stuff, so they don't really have a lot of advertisers and everything. So mm. um, you'd think, you know, like a well duh after winning an Emmy and Golden Globe and all that stuff, but, you know. You Money know. talks. Uh, the disappointment, uh, 13 Reasons Why Season 3 was announced. So, yeah, I had my TV corner for that not too long ago. It's only an hour show. So, yeah. Well, whatever. We'll see. Stop it. Stop it, Netflix. <laughs> you know what's, You know what, though? I, did, I saw a little bit about this. There's a lot of backlash about this. Is there? People are not psyched for Season 3. But then Netflix, like actual, like a Netflix exec came out and said, well, they watch it, mm-hmm. which is totally fucking right. Like, uh, like nope. uh, everyone hates it and it's this big controversy, but it gets watched. So of course they're going to make more. Mm-hmm. So we're the problem, America, not them. Yeah. I'm still probably going to watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all, we all have our, uh, shows that we watch that, you know, we wish we weren't, mm-hmm. but, um, I've, you know, I went to rampage for crying out loud. Yeah. Um, so we're all part of the problem, but uh, yeah, I mean Netflix. Honestly, if you watch it, they'll keep making it. Well, one uh, one show that I will gladly admit I watch uh, that it was coming back here soon is Better Call Saul. Hmm. Uh, they announced the release date in kind of a cool way. Uh, they they had released, I think, some videos or some online marketing, uh, giving some clues on where to basically to to meet up at this place, and they met up at. Uh, a nail salon, which is kind of, which uh, that's where Jimmy, uh, which is uh, Saul, um, he he has his law office in a, in a nail salon <laughs> in the show. So that kind of led to that. And uh, the the Salamanca twins or brothers, they're called the Salamancas. They they the actual actors showed up <laughs> at this uh, at this the salon and acted like. The, the Salamanca brothers and uh, were kind of staring these people down and uh, I think a phone ended up ringing and the uh, it wasn't Vince Gilligan but it was the other creator of the show said hey you know thanks for watching the show and blah 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 um, as a reward here's uh, you, you're the first to know about the release date for the show so uh, for the next season so yeah August August 6th I, I love Breaking Bad and, and Vince Gilligan and, and you know this universe that they do because they are they're really cool about their Easter eggs and, yeah. and their the things they do for the fans like that. This isn't the first thing they've ever done, and uh, so the, no, they do do a really good job of, of rewarding fans for really being huge fans of the show. And uh, Better Call Saul is great. It really is. It's it's. I mean, honestly, it's not it's not too much like further down in terms of my enjoyment of but of, of Breaking Bad. So, That's high praise. Yeah. It. Uh, they do a really good job, and Bob Odenkirk's outstanding, and uh, it's it, they do a great job of, of continuing with that lore. And, and really, a lot of prequels can fuck with the the original show, but this one it, it adds to it more than anything. What uh, what season is this going to be? I think four. Okay, yeah, a lot of people like in Better Call Saul. Mm-hmm. Tough, like you said, exactly like you said, tough to come off of such a great show and have a good spinoff. Mork and Mindy did it, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and now Better Call Saul's doing it. Yeah, I'm also excited to see uh, where. Because they they do little stingers at the beginning, and some, I think they did it at the end of the season once too, where uh, they show where where Saul is now, okay. so like kind of in, in current times. So still working at the the Cinnabon. <laughs> All right, that's gonna do it for TV news. But let's review some shit. Let's get to the TV corner. 
parts of my TV corner. Seth, I want to blow you. Woo! Ah, yes, woo. <laughs> woo, indeed. <laughs> so... Uh, we had, like I said, a, a little mini corner this week. Uh, again, kind of like last week with the rest of development, Netflix dropped a season, a half a season, uh, this time six episodes of Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Unbreakable. Ooh, damn it. So uh, I think season four is what we're on right now. Uh, first six episodes. Um, this show is, is it's just really fucking weird, but really funny. <laughs> honestly, it's it's just... It's a show, a kind of it's it's like a a dumber in terms of just like the the kind of humor uh, version of Arrested Development uh, in a way, almost and like if you watch Thirty Rock, kind of the same way that it's it's mm-hmm. the humor is is much more silly than than some of those shows, but it also it has some smart things too. It has has some nice like some some social commentary in it too, and then a lot of like background running gags and stuff are included in the show. So, um. Uh, this season, uh, Kimmy is now kind of like she's more grown up. She's got like a full time job now, and she's not she's not as completely oblivious to things. But still, of course, she's a little a little dumb in those areas. But um, focused on that, focused on Titus, who's now trying to he's getting more serious about his acting, and he's starting to get more roles and stuff. Um, yeah, as a whole, I, I, the, the show I think is is it's still very very funny. It's as funny as it's ever been. Um, I find myself just laughing at the dumbest things with the show, but uh, it's great because they built the characters where it, it doesn't feel like a cheap laugh anymore. It feels like oh, this makes sense, you know, even though it's stupid. <laughs> um, uh, it's interesting that it's only six episodes. I, it's not a show that. I feel like it's a show that is, is more is better for binging, honestly, the, the whole season, because you can kind of continue with those those inside jokes and those running jokes. And it, it has more of a, a, a kind of an impact. And so th- by the time we hit the end of the six episodes, I felt like they were really in their stride. And once they hit that, that, that the end of it, it's like, oh, crap, they kind of maybe hurt some of the momentum they had going sure you don't like you're saying you don't like where they broke the season yeah I, I i liked where they broke it but i think if they they would have done the full like they kind of left that at a cliffhanger okay but they were they were in such a role with the episodes and, and kind of the the humor they had going and everything i feel like like cutting it off there might hurt the momentum going into the next part sure which comes out in january but uh january the, yeah and that's the other thing is it's a very long time before the next part Fucking comes it. out so it's it's interesting that they that they chose to do it this way. I would have just either released if they had some sort of scheduling. I would have just had it all come out in January, right? Because it really it you know they it's really with any show. By the time you get to the middle of a season, that's when you hit kind of hit your stride, and that's when you're you know when you have everything going. So it seems like it's going to be a, you know a two part season in terms of the story overall because there was a little bit more of a story uh, involved in this season. Um, some highlights though, obviously. Uh, Kimmy Schmidt. I can't remember that. Ellie actress. Kemper. Ellie Kemper. <laughs> Kept thinking Aaron, but that was her character on The Office. <laughs> um, she she's great. She's she knows who this character is inside and out, and she has changed the character a little bit in terms of, like I said, how oblivious she, oblivious she is. But um, she's great in her role. Um, Titus, uh, t- Titus and Dramadon. Uh, he, he's great too. He's, he is so funny. The, the chemistry that those two have now, especially, uh, is, is outstanding. It's like a brother sister thing and it, it's hilarious. The, the, when, anytime those two are on screen together, it's, it's gold. And, uh, John Hamm, anytime he pops on the show as, as he's the, the <laughs> that reverend. That dude is fucking funny. He's so funny. I'm excited to see him in tag. But, uh, 
No, he, uh, the, any, anytime he pops into the show as the Reverend and he was in, I think about half the episodes, um, he adds such a funny element to it, uh, in terms of like, he's, he, the way he plays his character is like, he, he knows what he's doing, but he also plays kind of dumb. Uh-huh. Um, like he, uh, he's a, a wedding DJ, <laughs> like that, that was his former job before he, before he took the girls. <laughs> into the into the hole so <laughs> there's like this fake mockumentary documentary thing that shows this guy who is an aspiring dj who sees he, he <laughs> john ham was or the reverend was the dj at his like at, at a wedding he was at and he grew up to wanting to be like john ham the wanting to be like the reverend Jesus. dj and so the, the whole documentary is about finding him as opposed to like the you know him kidnapping the girls is about how great of a dj he was like that that is the whole episode it was it was fantastic but uh no i, I really like the the first half of the season uh if you're a fan of kimmy schmidt obviously watch this if you never watched kimmy schmidt definitely give it a give it a shot uh i think the show is, is very consistently funny uh i know you've fallen off of it but yeah i um i i watched like season one I think I binged it, and then I started season two and couldn't get into it. Uh, it has been on my list to to retry, though. Mm-hmm. I have I've seen uh, quite a bit of it just from being in the room while you were watching it, and and there is some funny shit in there. It's dumb, it's dumb, but it's funny. Um, so yeah, it, it's definitely on my list to go back to, and it sounds like it's a recommend to you, not only for folks who are who are still watching, but to start who haven't yet. Yep. Well, good. Unbreakable, uh, Kimmy Schmidt. Let me ask you this. Um, no. This this breaking up of the seasons. What do you think of it in general? And and do you think that do you think this is a game by Netflix to get you to watch it now and then watch it again when the rest comes out? I, I don't know if they really care about watching it again. They have so much new stuff that I don't know if they'd want people to watch stuff That's twice. True. Yeah. Um they're coming out with something like 120 new uh movies and shows. Uh between now and the end of the year. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, I don't know if they really care about that. I just think it, it might keep you, keep people with, uh, keep people renewing their membership each month because they, you know, they have to come back to it in six months or whatever. Sure. So I don't really know what the, it might just, it might just be recording, uh, or, or filming, uh, the, the show. Mm-hmm. It might just be that it, uh, it might be the, the renewing the memberships. Um, I don't know. That's weird. It's it's it really it, it, the way that the season was ending. I was really really enjoying it, and by the time I got to the sixth episode, obviously I was happy that I didn't have to watch more TV because I watched too much. <laughs> but I was I was really enjoying what I was watching, so it was kind of bummer to to kind of cut it off there. And and really, it'll be a, a new season when it comes back. Yeah, it's it's an interesting look. Uh, we'll see if more shows are going to keep going this way. I don't know, but I will say this: uh, the way you're talking about it, I, I, I'm going to move it up my list. So I'm going to get I'm going to get this one back in the queue and and start up Kimmy Schmidt again. I think. Well, finish Atlanta first. Well, okay, I'll finish Atlanta and then I'll watch Kimmy Schmidt. I actually have a bunch of shows on my queue that I need to watch. <laughs> Kimmy Schmidt just moved up it. <laughs> Ooh, damn it! Damn it, indeed. This has been the TV corner. In my TV corner. Seth, I want to blow you. Woo! No time for blowjobs now, Seth. We gotta <laughs> talk movies. Quiet on the set. Can we please have quiet on the set? Movies. Try and say blowjob without feeling disgusting. <laughs> there's a always gross word. There's always time for, for fellatio. <laughs> Maybe for you. 
<laughs> oh my gosh. Um, a lot of uh, a lot of movie news here. Uh, we're gonna talk of a few things. First, though, I want to put in a plug for the YouTube channel. At Jared Buckendall. You can go out there, and by the time this podcast is up, we'll have Ride Home from Upgrade and also from Hotel Artemis. Uh, So you'll see those as well as a whole fucking lot of trailer reactions and some of the latest uh, movie reviews from Jared, of course. Uh, I think Ocean's 8 over this past weekend was one of them that he saw. So make sure you're getting uh, getting out there and checking it out. Once again, that's at Jared Buckendall for all of the latest things there. One thing that we didn't uh, get a ride home from that we saw over the weekend <laughs> was the movie Hereditary. Damn it, Cody. So we're going to – it wasn't my fault. Um, we're going to get into a little bit of a review of that later on. Uh, but first, let's talk news. And I want to start here. Um we have talked at length about it, <laughs> chapter two. Um, nary a week goes by that we don't talk about it. But I'm excited uh, that the the cast of the Losers Club is officially complete. Uh, we have now uh, the addition of John Cena. <laughs> we have now the addition of uh, Jay Ryan and Andy Bean, as well as Isaiah Mustafa. Uh, Isaiah Mustafa is, the, is, I think, the headline for me here. He is going to be playing grown-up Mike Hanlon. Uh, if you don't know who Isaiah Mustafa is, he is the black guy who is the old Spice Man. <laughs> exactly. Uh, he's on a horse. Uh, but in this movie, he's going to be playing Mike, and which is an interesting cast for me because he's a very good-looking man, and Mike is supposed to look pretty plain because he grew up in Derry. <laughs> so... I don't know. It, we'll see. Um, but I will say, the, the IT cast is complete. I like the looks of them. We were looking at some side-by-side photos of uh, of the youngers and olders, and it's pretty, I mean, it's pretty spot on. Uh, the older ones, uh, in general, look a lot like the younger ones. Um, any any thoughts, in, in, other than what we've talked about in the past, about the, the IT cast finally being complete? What do you think of it as a whole? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't really have any new thoughts. Yeah, I like, we I like about the, it so much. Yeah, I like the cast. Um, I like that you know, the, the ones they've filled out since, you know, like Bill Hader and, and all that are, mm-hmm. are kind of more unknowns now. Yeah. Um, even, I mean, you can say that the, the, the old spice guy is, is known, but he's, I mean, you, you don't really see, not. he, he's been in a couple things. Uh, I think he's in a TV show, but I mean, he's, he's pretty unknown. So he was on Chuck. Yeah. Uh, he, he was on a show recently as well. I can't remember what, what it was, but yeah, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. Obviously, I can't wait for the, for the uh, filming to start so we can get some more news and a trailer down the road. So no doubt, I made the mistake of I think I looked at too many it articles because now Google sends me it art like every day. Like if Jessica Chastain <laughs> sneezes, I get an article. About it. <laughs> it's kind of excessive, so don't worry, folks. You'll get all the it, it news that you can handle uh, as as the Soko Show rolls on. All right, so Matthew Vaughn. Who is the director of Kingsman? Did you read hear about this? Uh, no, I don't know what you're going to say, but okay. I love Matthew Vaughn. So Matthew Vaughn, let me rewind that. Maybe I don't. I, the way news comes out about guys now, I don't want to say I love him. <laughs> no, this is good. This okay, is this good. is good. I do love Matthew Vaughn. Uh, so we got a whole cavalcade of news from him. So Matthew Vaughn, director of Kingsman and Kick Ass, and the one of the good X Men movies. Not many of them. Um, Days of Future Past. Yeah, I know. I, I was just making a point that there's not oh. good X-Men movies. Sorry, go on. <laughs> um, I actually he, don't go on Cavalcade, huh? Yeah. <laughs> I like that word. Keep yep. going. He had a lot of news. So he he's definitely in love with the Kick-Ass and Kingsman franchises. And he has come out and, and he came out in an interview and talked about, A, how much he loved it, and B, about all of the shit that's in works right now. 
And when I say all of the shit, there's a lot of shit. So I'm going to go through this and I kind of want to go through like what you're most excited for, what you're, what you can take or leave. Okay, so this is, I haven't heard any of this. So this is, I'm excited okay. for this. So one, Kingsman three is currently being written. Awesome. Uh, two, a Kingsman prequel movie called the great game is, is, uh, in the works. Interested. Uh, a Kingsman eight episode TV show is in the works. Fucking cool. A Statesman movie's in the works. Uh, Less excited, but still, we'll see it. And then uh, the Kick-Ass reboot, which is in the comics currently. Uh, He's also planning for the movie, as well as a Hit-Girl movie with a new Hit-Girl. Oh, fuck yes. So, out of all that, uh, how would you rank that? Oh, um, give me me Kick-Ass reboot immediately. Okay. Um, Then I'll take Hit-Girl. I I do like Kick-Ass more than than Kingsman. Mm -hmm. Uh, After that, give me... Give me the Kingsman series next, mm-hmm. then, then the prequel, and then the third installment, and then the Statesman. And Statesman. Yeah, I think that's my order. Uh, let me let me explain it. Uh, so the, um, what I did hear about this going back a little ways was that um, uh, Kickass. Well, Kickass. If you don't know the the rebooted Kickass in the comics is a black woman, and for a little while there. Uh, it sounded like Tessa Thompson was maybe in talks to play her in a movie. So if that is still, and I think it was maybe just a rumor, but if that is still possible, I want to see that immediately. <laughs> um, Hit Girl is such a fun character. It's going to be strange to see not Chloe Grace Moretz playing that, mm-hmm. but uh, still very interested to see that. And I, I'm aware of the Hit Girl breakoff comic, and it's it's an interesting one. So um, that could be a very good movie. As far as Kingsman goes, um, I think the series will have the best... The best um, It'll give us the best and most in-depth look at what actually is the Kingsmen and what they're capable of. So uh, long-form TV series, I think, for that will serve it well. Um, then give me the prequel, because I want the most Kingsmen. It's as, as one and two have happened, the Kingsmen have essentially shrunk, but I want more Kingsmen. I want mm-hmm. more of the gadgets, more of the tech support, all of that stuff. Um, also, it may be a chance for us to see um, some of the characters who have passed away um, again. So give me that for sure. Um uh, Kingsman three, I'm obviously excited about. Uh, bring back Colin Firth and Taron Edgerton. I'll see anything that those two guys are in, especially the Kingsman. And then after that, the Statesman, because I I don't really give too much of a shit about the Statesman, but uh, yeah. I'll still see it. Yeah, I'm I'm a little more intrigued with the Statesman as long as they get uh, Channing Tatum back because I did I did really he, like him. He he could be really good at carrying. Yeah. I think he fits right into that universe. Yeah, but uh, but he was also didn't he also end up with uh, the Kingsman at the end of well, the last at the one? end of Kingsman two, he's in Britain. So I. He's. I don't know if he's okay. a part of Kingsman now or if he's just on location in Britain right. for some reason. It, it. They didn't really say. Yeah, I. I was very underwhelmed with the second Kingsman, and so I'm not like super pumped about the TV show. Honestly, is is probably the coolest thing mm-hmm. for me. That sounds, uh, from the sounds of it, in terms of Kingsman. But yeah, the Kickass stuff is for me is is the stuff I'd I'd want to see. I want it right fucking now. Especially with if they're doing the the rebooted one from the comics. Uh, that hit girl or that uh, Kickass again as a girl and she has army training so it's not going to be this whole like less of a pussy yeah <laughs> he's she's going to come out there right away and start whooping ass so give me that yeah give me give me all the kick now i just want to go watch kick ass in, in the uh, constant conversation about the disney fox deal um, something big happened today which is tuesday uh the deal the 85 billion dollar deal between at&t and time warner went through mm-hmm. and this went through through the through the uh, federal court, and that's big because that really opens doors for this for this Fox deal, mm-hmm. and really, who it opens the most doors for is now Comcast. So the 
Comcast has has said in the past they are willing to outbid Disney with all cash. Uh, so if Disney is planning to do stock options, Comcast is going to do all cash. And now the rumor is not this went through is that Comcast will be offering this deal because now they have more of a pathway here within even the next few days. So the whole the Disney buying Fox thing is not anywhere near certainty anymore. Hmm. So um, honestly, I would rather see Comcast buy them because they're universal. And I think that with with the way that Disney is, um, I just feel like they're going to the Fox movies uh, and not not even the Fox superhero movies like the the, the Fox Searchlight and stuff like that mm-hmm. are going to have less freedom and we're going to get less creative stuff. That That's my my thought. Because yeah. you, don't, you don't see a lot of independent Disney movies. Um, I mean, Miramax is still kind of around. But um, so I, I, I'd personally rather see Comcast do it and, and and just kind of be a little less of a conglomerate going around. But I don't know. We'll see Isn't what happens. It's funny that Comcast is the lesser of two evils here. Right. Because fuck Comcast. Right. But they, I agree with you. I, I'd, I'd rather see it go to them than because I think it will stay more. It'll be more closely what it is now mm-hmm. if it goes to Comcast. And, and I like Universal as a studio. Um, and yeah, I don't want to see everything Disneyfied, and I don't mm-hmm. want all Disney all the time. I just I I don't like it. So and yeah, a, I'm with you. There's also been speculation that Comcast could potentially sell the rights back to Marvel too. That they don't need it, you know. So they could potentially sell the X Men and Fantastic Four and and all that. I would see them potentially not selling Deadpool, <laughs> but. Because yeah. because of the whole thing, but there, there's been speculation that they might just sell that back or sell maybe just Fantastic Four back to them, whatever the case may be. Wouldn't hurt, honestly. A little bit of a three-way trade. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't really care what happens to the superheroes. Mm-hmm. Honestly, I don't give a shit. But um, as far as Fox as a whole, yeah, I, I say sell the Comcast because fuck you, Apple, or uh, not Apple. <laughs> fuck you, Disney. <laughs> just taking a shot at Apple. <laughs> So uh, it, it continues, trailers continue to come in fast and furious over the last couple of weeks, Tokyo Drift, uh, and you have a, uh, yet another to, uh, to talk about here today. What's, what's the latest? Got a couple, actually. Uh, so the first one I actually got to see on the big screen uh, this, this weekend when we went to Hereditary, before, before played before Hereditary, uh, which is Bad Times at the El Royale, uh, which is, it's weird um it stars john ham and uh as well as chris hemsworth is in it um it seems to be kind of like a like a horror comedy thriller mix um very much in the vein of like a wes anderson but kind of maybe a little bit more horror basically what seems that that the john ham and jeff bridges who plays a, plays a, a like a, a priest or pastor uh they're at this this hotel called the the El Royale, which is set up as like a, uh, it's a it's a motel that half of it is like Vegas and half of it's like California. So there's like gambling and sin on one side and kind of a little more relaxed on the other. And through the trailer, you kind of see some, some maybe some shenanigans and maybe some murders kind of going on. So, oh. um, I, I do like the I do like the tone of it. They don't get a ton of story involved here, but. Uh, I do like the tone of it. Seems like it's going to kind of be very seedy and and you know dirty type of uh, goings on at this place. Uh, John Hamm has some nice uh, some nice lines in there with some you know his his being his charismatic self and a little little humor in there too. Um, Chris, Chris Hemsworth looks interesting. Um, he kind of he he, he kind of looks like a 
like a psycho almost, but like a like a funny, charming psycho. Okay. <laughs> but uh, no, it, it looks it, it looks very interesting. So I'm, I'm intrigued. I'm excited to see more from it and check that one out when it comes out. I think in October. Yeah, I've I've heard a little bit about this one. Love the cast. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I said earlier, John Hamm is fucking sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I like the idea here. the The tone from what I've seen from Stills has been interesting. This is this is one. Yeah, I'm still I'm still not gonna watch the trailer, but uh, I am excited to see this one for sure. And then second trailer uh, that I saw that came out just after we recorded last week, uh, which is a Star is Born, which is Bradley Cooper's directed film. Yeah. Uh, stars in it as well. Uh, basically, the the story from the trailer seems, and it's a re- it's a remake actually. Uh, this is, this was a movie back in the day. Bradley Cooper is kind of like this established country, seems like country star. Um, side note on this: if that's him singing, it's incredible because he, he's like got this deep gravelly voice, but it's it's really good. Um, he meets the uh, female character played by Lady Gaga in this one, and she uh, she's kind of like this. She does, looks like she's at like a dance club or a strip club type thing, and. Uh, Bradley Cooper falls in love with her and finds out she can sing and is trying to like, you know, push her, push her towards singing and she doesn't want to do it because she's kind of nervous, that type of story. It's like a love story, but also like a a rise of a a star, obviously. And so the trailer though, just the the way that the the trailer set up with the music and uh, Lady Gaga's kind of the focus on her and her performance and and her singing and, and everything. It, I, I, it's a trailer that I, I haven't seen a trailer like this in a while, just in terms of like how much, just a trailer was like, oh, that's that's heavy, kind of, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I was I was very impressed with this. I I'm, I was very impressed with Lady Lady Gaga's uh, acting too. Uh, I, I was I was very skeptical, even though she's kind of been in some stuff. I mm-hmm. uh, like the American Horror Story. Um, it, it, this is a little different role <laughs> than that. Oh, very. <laughs> and so, uh, but I didn't even like if you just look at a still of that, you wouldn't recognize her as Lady Gaga. She she is. Uh, she's brunette, right? What she's brown haired? She, she's brunette, and she's she looks doesn't look like she's worn meat dress before. <laughs> so no, I'm I'm very excited for this one. This seems like they're kind of go, going for some Oscar bait in this one. So um, apparently the the rumor is too that that Steven Spielberg saw a cut of this, and he was Spielberg was set to direct the biopic of Leonard Bernstein, and he saw a cut of this movie and said, "No, Bradley Cooper, you are directing this." So, oh, fuck. yeah. <laughs> so, and I, I think Bradley Cooper is going to be in that as well. So, um, yeah, he, Spielberg said, nope, you're directing this instead because of the job you've done with here. Um, early screener screenings of this too say that Lady Gaga is great. Um, at the movie itself is good. So give me this movie fucking now. Yeah. I'm excited. Um, I love me. I love movies with good singing. Lady Gaga, like her music is strange. I love it, but some people don't like it. She can fucking sing though. Mm-hmm. Like she's got some pipes, and Bradley Cooper is obviously awesome. Like, give me this movie immediately. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not one for music in my movies, but this one I'm very excited for. Mm-hmm. All right. To close the show here, we're gonna do a couple quick reviews for you. Uh, one of them just you saw Seth, and the other we saw together. Let's start. What did you watch uh, over the weekend? I watched a, a little uh, a little Netflix film, Netflix original called Ibiza or Ibiza. Exactly, it's a sequel to uh, Popstar. <laughs> no, uh, this movie stars Gillian Jacobs, uh, Vanessa Bayer, and Phoebe Robinson. I didn't know who that third person was, but found out with this movie. She's uh, in Ibiza. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, basically, the story of this is uh, Gillian Jacobs works for this uh, like PR firm. 
and she's worked there for a while. Uh, her boss, who is actually who's hilarious, I don't know who plays her, but she's really funny. Um, she uh, says, "You've been here a while, and and uh, kind of you, you know been stuck doing the same thing. I'm sending you over to Ibiza uh, to attract this client." And Gillian Jacobs is like, "Okay," and she tells her friends Vanessa Bear and Phoebe Robinson, um, and they decide that they're going to tag along with. And so this is very much a, a comedy. Uh, it kind of seems like more an independent type of comedy, but there's some very, very funny moments in it. Um, I mean, honestly, that's the entire story. It, it, it goes from there. I guess there, the hilarity ensues. Yeah. Hilarity ensues there. There is a love story involved here. Um, Gillian Jacobs sees a DJ and through a funny interaction, uh, she ends up getting on stage and meeting this guy and she kind of falls for him there. So there is that too. Um, a but, tale as old as time, <laughs> but, uh, uh, the way they meet is actually hilarious. <laughs> so the, this movie had, had a really interesting kind of mix. It, obviously it had like the, the romantic stuff, but it had more of like a, like a mini girls trip type vibe or like a, it's like a, a, a friend's road trip type movie. Um, but instead of a road trip, it's over to Ibiza. Um, the cast, I thought just the, those, those main three ones, uh, Gillian Jacobs, Vanessa Bear and, and Phoebe Robinson, they are hilarious together. They had really good chemistry. Um, obviously like Vanessa Bear plays very much like a, a SNL character where she's just like very, she's like innocent, stupid, but also she's like trying to, trying to ex- explore more. So she's mm-hmm. like doing drugs, but she's also just like, Oh, hey, like doing that type of stuff, you know, <laughs> I fucking love Vanessa Bear. She's great. She is a gem. <laughs> she's very funny, um, but she's she's great in this. Uh, Gillian Jacobs, uh, I, she she plays a pretty, pretty standard character that, that you'd see her play, but she does a good, really good job. She's very dry with her humor, kind of kind of sassy, but she's also I know you don't like people are described as sassy. I'd hate it. <laughs> um, but she but she's. She's very she's she's funny, um, you know, especially with the whole interaction with this DJ guy. And then, like I said, this Phoebe Robinson girl, she uh, she is she she is kind of the breakout in this for me. She was her timing is is incredible. She's very good at like reacting and what the characters do, uh, and kind of just throwing these these funny one liners uh, here here and there. So uh, she reminds me of like a like a Tiffany Haddish almost. I, th- I, th- I think Tiffany Haddish is much better. Um, but Phoebe Robinson has that kind of same timing and, and reaction, uh, a little bit more of like, she's more articulate than T- Tiffany Haddish is, okay. but she, uh, she kind of has that same timing and like very just honest reaction to things. So, uh, as a whole, I enjoyed it. I, th- I think it's a, it's a fun, it's only like an hour, hour and a half, hour, 40 minutes, uh, fun, really, really funny. And in, in a lot of parts in the movie, uh, not too much of like the love story that's going to kind of deter people who just want to laugh at, you know, they, they throw it in there and it, they do a good job of it, but it's not like the overbearing. It's not, not overbearing. I don't think so. Yeah. definitely check it out. If you have, you have, you know, you're just searching through Netflix, you see it and I'd say, check it out. There you go, folks. Ibiza, watch it now on Netflix. I'm going to throw this one in the queue for myself. I, I did see the trailer for this. I think it's got some funny and I like the cast. Like I said, I'll watch anything Vanessa bears in the trailer. If you watch the trailer, it, it I, it doesn't do it justice in terms of, like the type of humor. This the humor is it's much in this is it's a very rated R movie. Um, the trailer doesn't really show much of that, but the the movie definitely has a lot of like there's drugs, there's you know a lot of like 
sex humor and stuff like that. So oh, I like sex and humor. <laughs> uh, I, I actually, and now that I th- now that I think about the trailer too, they do the trailer goes heavy on the love story, and you're saying that's a little bit less of a major, a little bit less. Yeah, okay. I mean it's 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 definitely a, a decent part of it, but it's not. I, I think it's more about the friends than it is the the love story for me that's anyway. Right. So chicks before dicks, man. Exactly. <laughs> uh, speaking of chicks and speaking of dicks, uh, and no, I'm not joking. Let's talk a little bit about the movie Hereditary um, that we saw this weekend. This, of course, was marketed as the scariest fucking movie you've ever seen. Uh, It comes to us from A24 Studios uh, that brought you The Witch and also It Comes at Night. Uh, And if you remember how you felt... So does Seth. Jesus. If you remember how those two movies made you feel, that's, I think, in general, what you can expect from Hereditary. Uh, Of course, you have uh, Alex Wolf. Or is it Nat Wolf? Alex. Alex Wolf. He, he was the drummer. He was the drummer in the Naked Brothers band. That's true. Uh, formerly a Naked Brother. He's clothed in this one. and um, <laughs> Not everyone else is, though. No, not everybody is clothed, but Tony Collette <laughs> is. And she turns in a really good performance as this yeah. hysterical mother. Very good. Um, basically, her mother has died, and then uh, it's about kind of what happens afterwards. Uh, further tragedy strikes the family, and really just all hell sorts starts to break loose. There's... There's some some ghost and spiritual things that happen in this, and we don't want to give too much away here. We'll keep this spoiler free. Um, but Seth, let me get your impression of of Hereditary. Now you're not really into the horror movies, but mm-hmm. because of some good reviews ahead of time, went and saw this one. Tell mm-hmm. me what you thought. I think the because I went with that mindset, I I, I enjoyed it probably more than you did. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, Tony Collette's performance is is really good. Um, she is she. She conveys a lot of emotion throughout this throughout this movie, and she she does a really good job. She has to, she honest, she has to play like almost three different characters in this movie. Really does, yeah. And so she does a, she does an awesome job of that. I thought Alex Wolf for the most part did a really good job in this movie. There's a few times where I'm like, ooh, maybe tone it back a little. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought as a whole, uh, he did a, he did a really good job. So it was cool to see um, the the husband as well i can't remember who the actor is um i liked him he he did did what he needed to do and then the the little girl who kept doing the sound yeah uh she she was good too um she was creeping me out to no to no end but uh that's the thing is this movie's more creepy than it is scary uh-huh. uh there's a lot of kind of grotesque moments in the movie um in terms of like some of the not really horror but yeah some of the horror i guess too but it, the horror parts of it were more grotesque than they were scary. Um, you definitely had a feeling of suspense through a lot of this movie, but mm-hmm. no, nothing that was like super scary dread. It's not like you're you're. There's like very little jump scares in this, so Seth is happy about that. <laughs> um, but it, it, seeing a movie like uh, uh, maybe like Paranormal Activity, you never have like that that same type of horror, like you know, jump scare or like I'm. They're in danger, you know. Mm-hmm. Yep. You never have that type of feeling. Um, I, I think I went in for this more because of, because of the reviews and because of what I heard about Tony Clutt's performance and just the performance in general and uh, kind of the 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 not the horror but the the suspense, I guess, and the and the how different it is, how original really it is. So yeah, yeah, for sure. And I, I'm glad that's what you keyed in on. Cause I went in with the mindset that this was going to be the scariest movie I've seen in a long time. And uh, I will tell you that I was disappointed in that respect. Mm-hmm. Um, I was, I did not feel terror during this movie. Mm-hmm. I felt a lot of things, um, but terror was not one of them. <laughs> I think, I think what, 
I would enjoy this movie a lot more if it was categorized as like a psychological thriller mm-hmm. rather than a horror movie because it just didn't have any of the classic horror shit that you come to expect. Mm-hmm. Um, it very much is about keeping you unsettled yep. and keeping just your skin crawling and keeping you anticipating the next thing. Um, I, I, I cannot stand really, really slow burns in movies. It, it makes me, it gives me anxiety. This movie is one very, very long slow burn. Um, there's not a lot of up and down to this. Not a lot of like, oh my God, there's not really any of that. And so it was different from what I expected. I did like it. Um, I, I, I appreciated the acting. Uh, we, we talked at length uh, on the way home about um, the cinematography in this was mm. very interesting. Yeah. Uh, there's a cool plot, too. Um, it's got its twists and turns, and, and there's some genuinely creepy shit in here. Um, but, yeah, you don't get... You don't get that, um, you know, here we, here we are to scare you. There's <laughs> yep. not that. And I went looking for that and missed it. But um, what you do get here is very good. And, yeah. and I think that I think that what A24 is kind of ushering in is is uh, a genre that is is categorized as horror, but is made very well and and made with a lot of attention to the craft. Good, again, good acting, good cinematography, good writing. Um, and less, it doesn't come out t- to try to scare you so much. Like mm-hmm. some movies come out and they'll booga booga in your face. This movie just pre- presents you with some creepy shit and just lets you feel. And I, I don't know. What do you think of that? Uh, I know that you haven't seen The Witcher. It comes at night, but mm-hmm. th- they are very much in the same vein of, as this movie. Is this something you like? Will you, if A24 comes out with another horror movie and it promises to be, a, to be similar to Hereditary, do you want to see more of that? If it, I mean, if it's reviewed well, and I, I hear good things about the the acting or the story, um, I mean, I've done it twice now this year, um, between this and A Quiet Place, mm-hmm. you know, and I think A Quiet Place can almost be categorized under this uh, as like a horror horror drama is is kind of like the category that I'm that I've been seeing. Mm-hmm. Um, is is you know you got you got because the thing about horror movies is eight out of ten of them have really bad acting. Yeah. And are not shot well. And bad writing. And bad, bad writing. They're just they're just not good movies half the time. But uh, that's not why you go to a horror movie usually. Mm-hmm. But lately, between you know this and a quiet place, um, that they've they've included good acting and good directing and good writing and and made it not only just something that horror fans uh, can usually enjoy, um, but they've made it into something that that really movie fans can enjoy. So. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I kind of felt the same way about a quiet place in terms of like, I appreciated way more of the, uh, of the overall movie, uh, that, that, and well, there wasn't as many jump scares in either of those movies, but, um, I appreciated the movie and came out of it with, with that as opposed to like, uh, you know, does does a horror movie, my balls are scared off. So, <laughs> um, the other thing too, about, about hereditary, uh, I, and the reason why I like Quiet Place a whole lot more is that the Hereditary had some pretty bad pacing. I, I thought that was a struggle for me. Yeah, I, I thought that there could have been a good, a solid twenty twenty five minutes cut out of that movie. And while they still, you know, the, the I think they purposely made that movie a slow, slowly paced movie. I think they could have still made it with the same sort of pacing that they wanted without making it as long. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They're, they're, it's, it's not perfect by any means. I, I would encourage people to go see it though, mainly because I want to hear your opinions mm-hmm. 
Uh, so if you do go see it, don't forget to hit us up at uh, underscore Cody Michael at Seth O Ott or at Soko Show Pod. Tell us what you thought of Hereditary because I'm very interested. I, I, I imagine there's a wide variety of, of reactions to this movie. Yeah, um, the, the, uh, the cinema score, which is basically what people's first reactions coming out of the movie, uh, it's like a D plus currently. Yeah. Which is not good. But, but on Tomatoes, it's like what? 94. Yeah. So. It's all over the board here. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of it, like I said before, is going to come down to expectations. I will tell you, if you haven't seen it yet and you're thinking of going, still go. I I think it gets a recommend um, from us. But uh, set your expectations to stun, not kill. um, Because it's not going to scare you out of your seat at Uh all. It won't. Um, But it will unsettle you, and you'll feel weird when you leave. Um, so if that's what you expect that and go in wanting that and you'll be satisfied. Yeah, that's it's, that's also called uh, the date with Seth Ott, So, <laughs> Oh, my God. There you go. And that, that is the perfect thing to end episode 48 uh, on. Happy happy sixth Octiversary, Seth. Thanks, Scroll Nuts. <laughs> oh, my gosh, folks. Don't forget, uh, as always, to subscribe to us wherever it is you may be listening. Also, hit us up on YouTube. At Jared Buckendall. For all of the rides home, uh, all of the trailer reaction videos from Jared, and, of course, all of Jared's movie reviews. Also, don't forget, audibletrial.com slash SoCo, your first 30 days and your first book for free. Free. Join us. Uh, join us next week as, as we roll over forty-eight. Uh, the big, the big episode forty. Or sorry, the big episode fifty-two. Uh, <laughs> yeah, forty-nine's a huge one, guys. Forty-nine's not a big one, uh, but fifty-two is going to be. So in just a few weeks, we're going to have a big, great, big, happy uh, first anniversary special celebrating one year of the Soco Show. Uh, we're going to have some guests, some fun games, uh, and a couple surprises for you guys. So uh, a couple weeks away from that, but. Until then, don't forget to uh, join us next week for episode 49. But until then, this has been Squirrel Nuts. And for Seth Ott, we will see you next week.